it was uh, getting a little bit ridiculous. I was actually getting embarrassed for them. I mean, who in their right mind would do such a thing? Walking around Jericho, this great walled city, blowing horns, priests carrying some sort of fancy box. The first day, I've got to admit, it was a little bit unnerving. We'd heard about them and, and their God, and, and the stories were intimidating. How their God had brought the plagues on Egypt, and how he drowned Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea, and how mighty men and kings melted before him. And so on the first day, when they began to march around the city, thousands of them, with that, those piercing horns, well, we kept waiting for something to happen, for the hammer to drop. But it didn't. And then the second day came. Nothing. And then the third. And, and fear began to turn to bewilderment, and then bewilderment to amusement, and then amusement to scorn and ridicule. And by the third and fourth days, we were yelling insults. We were throwing things over the wall, mocking them, mocking their God. And, and now it's the, it's the morning of the seventh day, and it's the same old, same old crazy Israelites and their weak God. What do they think is going to happen? The walls are just going to fall down? Hebrews 11.30 says, By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. You know, there are a few stories in the Bible that are as well known as the story of Joshua and the Battle of Jericho. If you grew up in the church, it's one of the first stories maybe that you learn as a kid in Sunday school. And there's a song that goes along with it. You know, Joshua fought the Battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fit the Battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. It's a story that kind of resonates with us because it's, it's an unusual story. I mean, how many battle scenes do you have where people walk around a wall, blow horns, yell, and the walls just, just magically fall down? But the Bible tells us that's what happened. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. By faith. Now, faith is a word that we use a lot in the church. It's in, part, it's in our songs that we sing, in our hymns. It's uh, in the scripture that we read. Uh, we talk about faith from the pulpit. We talk about faith in our Sunday school classes. When we pray, we, we, we exercise faith. But this story is it's, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? Kind of, kind of mind-boggling. I mean, what sort of faith was it that caused those walls as the scripture says, to, to fall down. Well, this morning we're going we're to pull out five answers to that question. What kind of faith was it, what was it that, that caused those walls to fall? Now, just to kind of catch you up to the speed a little bit, if, you're here, if you've been gone for a few Sundays or maybe you're here for the first time today, what we're doing is we're working our way through the book of Joshua. Uh, this is our, our sixth week in it, and we've been working our way through the chapters. And we're, we're calling the sermon series Promised Land Living uh, because on a couple different levels it fits. One is, you know, the Joshua is a story of God's people coming into the Promised Land, crossing the Jordan River after coming out of slavery in Egypt, wandering through the desert, crossing the River Jordan, and going into this land, this place called Canaan, the land of milk and honey, the, the, the Bible describes it as. Promised Land Living. But on the other level, we're looking at is, 
In a sense, we all too are on a journey, aren't we? We were born, God creates us, God calls us, and we begin to follow Him, hopefully. And there are times when we go through a desert period. And there are times when we come to a Jordan River, something that seems uncrossable, and there's no way through, it seems. And we're called to pursue and, and to persevere and to follow God into, into the promised land that He has for us, whatever that might mean in this world, and certainly the promised land in the next. And so today we come to this story of, of Joshua and the battle of Jericho and the walls of Jericho falling, and we ask, what sort of faith was it? What can we learn about our own faith and our own journey? What sort of faith was it that caused these walls to come down? Well, the first thing we want to draw out is about this faith is the walls came down because they had faith in spite of long odds. You know, in the last uh, 140 years or so, archaeologists have done an enormous amount of research on the ruins of ancient Jericho. And what we've discovered is we now know that Jericho, that the city of Jericho, actually had two walls. There was a big inner city wall, and then there was an outer wall, two, two layers, both built on a slope, making it virtually impossible to, to penetrate to any attacking army. Now, obviously, many people have questioned the accuracy of this battle as recorded in Joshua. And they, they, think, that this is, they think this way because they have a hard time believing that any army that walked around a city and blew horns and shouted could cause walls to fall down, much less massive double walls. But of all places, the U.S. News and World Report back in October of 1991 told of scientists who now confirm the biblical record. Here's a direct quote from the article. The city's walls do appear to have collapsed suddenly, and the blackened timbers and stones, as well as a layer of soot dating to 1400 B.C., all suggest that the city burned, as the Bible says it did. Archaeologist Kathleen Kenyon also found bushels of grain on the site, consistent with the Bible's account of a springtime conquest so rapid that Jericho's besieged populace had not exhausted their food. No wonder Time magazine titled this article on the same discovery, Score One for the Bible. Now, now given this, this city, what could the Jews have done in the face of this, this huge city wall? A frontal attack certainly wouldn't succeed. They wouldn't have had bombs or, or big, big ramming things and, and, and all those sorts of things, catapults like they did in the Middle Ages and beyond. This was a key city. They had to conquer this city. Otherwise, they would be in danger in the new land. But yet they had faith, even in the face of these long odds. And the walls fell. Something else we can draw from this is the walls fell because of faith that followed a very strange plan. Now, in Joshua 6, the passage that Lee read, God instructs the Jews to do a number of unusual things, none of them which really have much of a military purpose. They are to march around the city for six days once a day. And they're, on the seventh day, they're, they're to walk around it seven times. They're to have priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and, and the priests are supposed to blow these ram's horns as they march. And on the seventh day, on the seventh time, they're supposed to shout as a people, and the walls are going to fall down. And so for six days, they do this. And on the seventh day, on the seventh time, there's a loud blast that people yell. Let's stop the story there for a second. What are the chances that this particular strategy would cause the mighty walls to come tumbling down, marching and blowing horns 
and shouting sounds like a football game, doesn't it? Maybe a halftime. So what we've got so far is a whole lot of noise in the story. But then something happens. The walls fall because of their faith that God would somehow give them the victory. This is what God said to Joshua before he gave him the plan. Verse 2. See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with his king and his fighting men. Notice it's the past tense. I have delivered. Not I'm going to deliver. I I will deliver. God speaks of Jericho as having already been defeated. God is saying it's a done deal. Those walls are coming down. It's just a matter of time. God speaks. And then it's done. So in a real sense, the battle was was over before it even started. God promised to deliver the city. And in due course, he made good on his promise. Something else to notice here is not only does God tell them that it's, it's a done deal, God promises and puts himself, God puts himself in the middle of the battle plan. We might miss this on a casual reading, but God puts himself in the middle of the battle plan by having the priest carry the Ark of the Covenant around the city each day. And remember, the Ark of the Covenant represented God's presence and his power with his people. And so putting the Ark out front was like God saying, I'm going to... I'm going to win this battle. I'm going to lead the parade. I'm going to lead the, lead the assault. And all the people of Jericho didn't understand what was going on. They were defeated before the walls ever fell. They lost the battle when God got involved. There was a day when uh, Robert Morrison was a passenger on a ship into China. He was one of the first Protestant missionaries to there and and one day, the captain of the ship asked a kind of a disparaging question about his mission. He said, what do you think you're going to do, convert China? No, Morrison said. I don't think I'll ever convert China. I think God will. That's the same kind of faith that brought down the walls of Jericho. The fourth kind of faith that we can pull out of this is the walls fell because of faith that expressed itself and persevering obedience. Now, if God is the real hero of the story, and he is, then we face another question. Why did God have the people of Israel walk around the city for six days and then on seventh day seven times? It's not as if they're marching somehow destabilized the walls. It is, I think, a lesson about the power of God on one hand and the need for perseverance and obedience on the other. You see, God has so ordered the the world that he responds to our faith when it's actually put to work. It's not passive, sidelined faith that he honors, but active faith, living faith. Faith that actually does something, that risks something. I mean, God could have said, sit tight, don't do anything, I'll knock over the walls and I'll, I'll destroy the city myself. God could have done that. He's fully able to work without human means. But his normal plan is to use people to accomplish his purposes. So even though God caused the walls to fall down, the people still had to march, they still had to shout, and when the walls fell down, they still had to take the city, fighting door to door. And this is the precise point the writer of Hebrews wants us to understand. By faith, the walls fell down. The people of God put their faith into practice by marching around the city day after day after day.
Finally, the walls fell because of faith that acted in the face of doubts. You know, there's a great definition of faith that says faith is belief plus unbelief and acting on the belief part. Faith is belief plus unbelief and acting on the belief part. Now, now we all know that, that faith involves belief, right? You have to believe something before you can have faith. So if you go to a, a doctor, you must believe he can help you. If you don't believe, you'll never go in the first place. Before you step into an elevator, you must believe it will hold you up. If you don't believe, you'll end up taking the stairs. So belief is always the first part of, of faith. It's the conviction that certain things are true. And spiritually speaking, faith is believing what God says is true. Spiritually speaking, faith is believing that God is who he says he is. Spiritually speaking, faith is believing that God's will is good and perfect and trusting in him. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't doubts sometimes, right? If you live long enough, you're going to ask sometimes have questions. Why, God? What, God? When, God? How? Are you going to do this, God? Faith is, is a part of being human. Doubt is a part of being human at times. But faith is believing and then acting despite the doubts that we feel. Now, I need to clarify here real quick. Faith needs to be put in the right places, in, in the right God. We need to make sure that what we call faith isn't a delusion or something that we want really badly in our lives. I've seen instances where people have really wanted something in their life so badly, but it's not really of God, and it costs them. But when God clearly speaks, even if there's a little bit of doubt or wonder, faith acts and it moves. Faith does something. You don't think that the Hebrews maybe had a little bit of doubt? In Joshua 6, thousands of them walking around the city day after day, people of Jericho yelling insults, throwing things over the walls. Nothing seems to be happening. But finally, on the seventh day, on the seventh trip, the horns blow, the people let out a shout, and one miraculous moment, the walls come tumbling down. They had faith even in the face of doubts. Years ago, I ran across a quote from J. Hudson Taylor, another missionary to China. And in his biography, he writes time and again how he saw God do amazing things in the face of, of hopeless, impossible circumstances. Reflecting on his experiences, he remarked that there are three stages in most great tasks undertaken for God. Impossible, difficult, and done. And the question we want to ask ourselves this morning is if we too are on this journey to the promised land, what's the Jericho that we're facing? What are the walls that need to, to fall in our lives for us to move forward into what God has for us and to be who God wants us to be? It can be difficult. Sometimes things that we think will take weeks take months or instead of months they take years. And we feel stuck in the mud and and we don't seem to be getting anywhere, and, and doubt begins to creep in into our faith. 
And we begin to wonder, why couldn't God just do it and, and do it now? We, we know this is something he wants in our lives. Why can't he just do it and do it now? The answer is, well, he could. And there are times when he does. But more often than not, God lets us struggle and sweat and persevere and, and, and obey and pursue so that we will learn to trust him in a deeper level than ever before. And that brings me to the, the final thing we want to pull out of this. The real battle of Jericho was not with the Canaanites, not with the inhabitants of Jericho. The real battle was in the hearts and the minds of the people of God. Would they believe what God was saying to them? Would they, would they risk walking around the walls? Would they do what seemed absurd in order to see God do the impossible? By faith, the Bible tells us in Joshua 6, they did. They did believe. They did risk. They did do. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell to the ground. Where do we find that kind of faith? Well, we can't conjure it up in our own strength. But the Bible tells us where we can find that faith. Hebrews 12 says, Look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Jesus begins our faith. Jesus brings it to completion. He finishes it. And so we're told, keep our eyes on him. You know, the Old Testament name for Jesus is Joshua. The name Joshua means God saves in Hebrew. And in Greek, it's sorted to Jesus or, or Savior. We're called to keep our eyes on Jesus, to look to him, to follow him wherever he leads. To step out in faith. And sooner or later, according to God's will and plan, in his timing, the walls will begin to tumble down. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the story of Joshua and, and the battle of Jericho. Lord, we pray that um, we would be people of faith. I'd like the people of Israel, we would, we would trust in you and even in the face of long odds. That we'd believe you can do what you say you're going to do in our lives. Lord, we pray that we'd be people of faith who would, who would believe and know already that You've already won the battle that we simply need to step out and follow you. Lord, help us in the midst of our doubts, not to let them overwhelm us, but to continue to step out in faith, to follow the Lord Jesus, to look to him and to help him to lead us. Let him lead us, Lord Jesus. Let him lead us, Lord, into the promised land. We ask this in your name. Amen.